Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Choo choo. Choo 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 choo. Hi and welcome to Two in the, the Think Tank. The podcast where we try and come up with five sketch ideas. And I would say very often we succeed. Look, I would say that. We succeed in trying. I was I was on the tram yeah. today mm-hmm. and I bumped into old friend Maya. And Maya. Maya. Oh, and yeah. she was talking about her thesis. And uh, you don't just, mind if... Just the one? So thesis would be right. Her thesis monkey uh, is, is related to the rhesus monkey, is that, oh, okay, but so it's much more um, oh, learned. Yeah, it kind of yeah. looks down upon you. It, yeah. go, it goes. <laughs> yeah, it, it says this. It goes. Yeah, you just give them your undergraduate opinion. Yeah. <laughs> no, everyone talks about undergraduate comedy. Nobody talks about postgraduate comedy. No, that's true. Uh, what is postgraduate comedy? They, they don't even talk about high school comedy. No, or it's really the undergraduates. I mean, it's not just undergraduates who yeah. find sex and farting funny. No, that's, no, that's true. I'm sure there's at least one. There's a, there's a bunch of PhD students. Yeah. And probably professors, who will laugh at a good cunt joke. <laughs> that being a joke about a good cunt. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, look. But what I was saying was, I met Meyer on the tram. Yeah. So did, when 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 you when you went uh, like that. Yeah. Oh, For some reason, there, there was a feeling in my mind, like, well, there goes our chances of ever give it, getting picked up to do radio. <laughs> yeah, that was what you were feeling in that moment. Yeah. In that brief moment, that was all I needed to say goodbye to my commercial radio career. Yeah. And probably my public broadcasting radio career, because let's face it, even on the Triple J, you just can't say that. Even stuff. my political career, I doubt. You know, they're gonna if I, if I do if I go into politics, then they're gonna. Dig up this podcast and go, did you hear that time he used the C word? You know which one I mean. Anyway, that's why we should invade Iraq. <laughs> uh, but do you ever think about that? I, I think about that probably too much. What, about, about my future political career and whether or not <laughs> the things I'm doing now will jeopardize said future pol- political career. Um, I, I think about it occasionally, but mostly because... Uh, it's because of these clowns in Congress right now. Oh yeah, they make you think like you could do it. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. I I wouldn't have the wherewithal to. Uh, the wherewithal. Yeah, the wherewithal. <laughs> I don't know. Who the, I don't even know what that word is. Well, I mean. it's like a regular withal, but when the full moon comes out, it yeah, transforms into That's a. It. That's it. You did it. No, yeah. I didn't actually because that doesn't make sense. Because uh, a, a werewolf, you know. Yeah. So it, it, I guess a wherewithal would be a human being who, yeah. when the full moon comes out, transforms into a withal. Yeah, that's right. But really, we haven't got any closer to the truth, have we? Because well, you know. the truth is going to be in this story about Maya. 
yeah. on the tram. Okay. So and then we'll get close to it. You're very good at keeping me on track yeah. here. And Alistair. taking you off the tracks. Keeping me on the tram. Yeah. You're very good at keeping me on tram. Yeah. Which is on tracks. Absolutely. Um, uh, she is talking about the fact that she's doing... She did her thesis. Yeah. Singular. Uh, on um, on decision-making. Right? The, the neuroscience of decision-making. Sure. But she was talking specifically about free decisions. Right? So this is the kind of decision where you're choosing between two equally weighted things, right, choices, mm-hmm. but also they don't affect anything in the real world. So really it's like almost pure like creativity in that you are, you're sitting there and you're looking at some blob in front of you, right, some yeah. fuzzy blob in front of you, and then you're trying to decide if it's a square or a triangle, okay. right? In reality it's neither, but you have been told that it's one or the other, yeah. and you're trying to make that decision. And like the the processes and the biases and the patterns and that sort of thing that you can deduce from the way people make those decisions. And it was pretty cool. And I thought, in a way, that's what we're doing yeah. here in the podcast Ooh. because we're looking at a you know an unfocused set of concepts in our mind. An ink blot. An ink blot. But a mental ink blot. Yeah, a mental ink blot. Yeah. Um, and uh, and trying to decide what does it what does it look like? What how what's it going to be? Like there are no we can say anything. Yeah. And quite possibly. Yeah, I can say think anything. Fingers McGee crosses the road. See, but you you made that decision to say that. Yeah, but then we could decide whether that's a square <laughs> or a sketch. Yeah, and in my opinion, uh, well, it's got four equal sides. Uh, well, okay, Fingers McGee crosses the road. That's got five words in it. Yep. How many words are there in square? <laughs> One so far. So far, look, so, as you were saying, we've probably come a cl- lot closer to the truth. I would say so, yeah. But I do like that. And uh, and, and how how do you think we could turn that into a sketch? Oh, good question. Yeah. No, look, I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I have a, a solution immediately for how we could turn that into a sketch. I thought it was interesting in the context. It's like a more, more a meta concept well, yeah. in the way that we are trying to come up with sketches uh, without... Me myself being able to turn it into said sketch. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, don't. You know, it's like if somebody came to your box factory and mm-hmm. showed you, uh, a you know, talk. a design, a piece of paper, yeah. right, with a design for a new box on it. Okay, yeah. And you said, okay, turn that piece of paper into a box. Well, it's not necessarily the same thing. Oh, wait. Okay, so there's a design. Or for like a, box. a machine that makes boxes, yeah. right? The guy shows up, he's got a machine that makes boxes there. He's probably come to your box factory. Yeah. And you say, Great, so turn the machine into a box. Oh, yeah. You say, well, it's not, that's not quite how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then he goes, what would you say this machine looks more like? Yeah. A triangle or a square? And he, the guy says, look, I'm just trying to sell my box-making machine, man. This is just a job for me. I've got my kids at home. All right, and then the guy, I got my four square kids at home. And then the guy who's running the box factory goes, "Listen, bud, I've got a PhD to finish, <laughs> and I got, I got, I'm all spending all my time in this box making factory, oh, yeah. and I'm, I just, I'm sick of you. What are what are people who come to your to your st- store called? Or your factory? Oh, hawkers. Hawkers. I'm sick of you, hawkers, with your yeah." Gigantic box making machines coming to here to try and dragging stuff. dragging them in here, assembling them in the foyer. Yeah, makes quite a mess. Yeah, and 
and then telling me you can't turn it into a box. I think there is potentially a sketch in people getting put in boxes. You know how when people say, don't put me in a box? Yeah. Don't pigeonhole me? Yeah. All right? What if it's a literal box? Or a literal pigeonhole. Or a literal pigeon. So let's say... Like, uh, like, like the, you know, the anus. That's a pigeonhole. That's a, a hole in a pigeon. Le- oh, yeah. The or cloaca. The, or the... <laughs> ma- yeah, what was, wasn't that a thing recently? There was a story about people, security forces in China, checking pigeons', pigeons asses for, for, for <laughs> terrorist th- threats. <laughs> They've looked everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Be alert, but not alarmed. If you see something, something say something. Say something. If you see something in a pigeon's ass, say something. You know what's hanging out suspiciously around a lot of government buildings? A lot of government buildings, a lot of landmarks. Pigeons. Classic flying a pigeon into the, you know, <laughs> the World, World Trade, Trade Center. Center. <laughs> They'd be doing that for months. That's how you. That's it's, how you train it's for these like things. It's almost all you need to do is suggest it. Yeah, and then it becomes a real threat. Well, that's that's what a threat is. is it's what, just this, a suggestion, isn't it? So <laughs> like, like, that's how you threaten somebody. Is the is the 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 su- yeah is the su- so so really the, the 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 place where they collect these threats is just a suggestion box. Yeah, <laughs> a threat box. A thre- <laughs> so look, we realised a lot of people were feeling awkward about th- openly threatening the government. So what we've done is we've placed a little box just outside Parliament House. There's a little slot there. We've got some paper with some pens. And it's just so you can go and you can just anonymously threaten whoever you want. Okay, so just drop it in there and, you know, we'll take all of that on board. We'll just, like, in a paranoid way, massively overreact to anything you put in the box. But you don't have to put your name to it, okay? It's like like those syringe boxes and cubicles. Yeah. It's like, well, look, we've accepted that people are going to be threatening the government mm. right so we may as well just have a place where they can put their threats and safely dispose of them yeah rather than annoy other people with <laughs> it or spread their message around just 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 fucking vomit up your idea into here and I, then okay i really like the idea of uh two things yeah right one i genuinely think it's funny that the government would have a suggestion box outside parliament house Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Maybe like this is just like it. This just comes down to the character of the prime minister. Maybe he's like a really like, you know, chilled out, low key kind of guy. Right? We've got this guy. So he's come in. Right? Maybe yeah. he's just come in from like he was like a, uh, he was the 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 union leader at a uh, suburban primary school. Right? Yeah. Representative, and for some reason he becomes the prime minister. The PTA. Guy? Yeah, the PTA. He was the head of the PTA. Yeah. And he thought, I'll have a crack. He's made it to the Parliament House. And he put he implements the suggestion box system. So he's pretty happy. He's made it himself. He's written in pen on the box, suggestions, yeah. put it outside the Parliament House there, and he comes down every morning and just checks it and sees what he got, opens it up. A couple of steaming turds. Uh, yeah, a couple of, couple of steaming turds. We always get those. Yeah. Uh, but what's this under the turds? Oh. Hey. Okay, so this is an actual note from somebody, and it says, suck a bag of dicks. Yeah. Okay, so that's a suggestion. It's probably not something that we as the government can implement right away, but absolutely will. I'll take that to the caucus. It's not really the responsibility <laughs> of the government to suck a bag of dicks. Obviously, if there's a popular groundswell of support, uh, and the, you know this is what the people really want, mm. but you know we, we can't be held hostage by, by obviously, minority... Yeah. 
But there will have to be groups. an inquest into uh, which dicks need to be sucked, and uh, indeed, <laughs> and in, you know how numerous a number and how many resources we can apply. Uh, that he ca- so 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 you know. Look, I I I'm I'm pretty confident that this isn't a broad, a broad demand of the public. And anyway, he comes down the next day, and there's just like so many bits of paper saying <laughs> "suck a bag of dicks," because it's really gone viral. And he's yeah. like... Okay, so we're probably going to have to do some kind of a. But then they have to hire just a public servant to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but if that's what keeps the the people happy, yeah. just knowing that sucking a bag of dicks. All right, look, I'll I'll write down. Can you write a suggestion parliament. box? Uh, suggest Parliament Parliament House suggestion box. All right, but then also that other thing of being able to threaten people. In an anonymous and open way, yeah, just to get it off your chest is interesting. And the idea that a threat is really just a threat, you know, like a bomb threat. Mm. I'm calling in a bomb threat. Yeah. Right. Was it? So, are you calling in a bomb or a bomb threat? Yeah. Is it is it a threat or, or is, is there, there an a actually bomb? bomb? <laughs> actually, a, actually a bomb. Or? But then them saying they're act- like once they say that that it's. There's not actually a bomb, then it sort of not, doesn't become. A, it's no longer a threat. Yeah, where does it? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so no, they're c- calling in a. I'm calling in to report a bomb threat, right? And say like, well, I know that bomb threats can be hugely damaging, to, events. You know, like if you have to evacuate a. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> somebody's really revving their engine outside the building. I'm not sure if you can hear this right now on the other end of the podcast. Yeah. It's, the podcast has two ends. It's one of those It's one of those things where it's like, oh, this guy's probably going to burn up his tires soon. He's going to do that. Wow. Thing. He's really like, revving it. Well, maybe he's just warming it up, you know. There you go. It's the morning, and he, and he wants to warm up the car before he takes off just to save the engine. Yeah, it's better on the engine. It's better on the engine. (laughs) Um, What was I saying? So he's calling, because, you know, a bomb threat can be hugely damaging to an institution, an organization, or possibly a conglomerate, right? Absolutely, all three of those things. Any of of those three. Uh, And so if you call call one in, that's bad news. So you could call in to report that you're going to call in a bomb threat sometime (laughs) in the next... 24 hours. So you make a bomb threat threat. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> or or instead of fi- having found a bomb, you found a bomb threat like in a in a backpack. Yeah. Like, a suspicious <laughs> backpack and then in there... A suspicious says, envelope. <laughs> yeah. And then in there it says, oh, going to blow up your building. Yeah. Um, but then what do they do with that? So they send in a robot to read the note? Because obviously it can be quite a shock reading a bomb threat like that. I just so a little I, robot with little glasses and a little little hands and opens the envelope and reads it and it's not it's it's okay everyone it's not a bomb threat it's, it's not a bomb threat it's a love letter it's a yeah we but overreacted but we're going to destroy it anyway just to be safe and then the <laughs> the robot gets out a little cigarette lighter and lights the corner of it and just holds on just it. holds it there so while it burns <laughs> I think I'm slightly confused by this <laughs> this idea. <laughs> Um, oh, I wonder what the what the most what the most obscure way of delivering a bomb threat has been. Because I mean, you call in a bomb threat, but, yeah. You know, have they? I mean, look, like we've already talked about pigeons and bombs and stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I, would, I don't know, carrier pigeon. You would 
if it's a reliable enough way to to deliver a bomb threat uh telegram uh, email i guess email's probably it's too traceable maybe um but if you go to internet uh, into an in, internet uh, cafe, tinder i always think about it, like i'm going to tinder in a bomb threat i always think about if i was going to threaten the government or do some kind of uh <laughs> like uh some kind of like social disruptive thing that I would always have involve me going with a brand new USB thing mm. from, that I would get from like JB Hi-Fi. See, I plan my future political career, but you plan your future political threats. Yeah. <laughs> like how you're going to destroy the government. Yeah. And then <laughs> I buy a fresh USB drive and then I go to an internet cafe. Yeah. And then I just do it in from there. But I ha- got to make sure I get an internet cafe that doesn't have... Any cameras. Cameras or... and things like that. So yeah. You just got to have nothing that's touched your computer Yep. and you. So what does the USB do? Though? I don't know. Maybe it's... <laughs> Why do you need a USB at all? I can't remember. Maybe if I'm stealing documents. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're, so you're going to hack into... Maybe I'm going to hack into your hacking. Could be. Or maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm downloading music. <laughs> Look, <laughs> <You know? laughs> all you've done... You, look, you've planned the new USB part of it. Look, okay. the USB just, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Because I can't use my email. I can't email whatever I'm doing to myself. Right. You go and start a new Gmail account. Yeah, go in, in new, there, new Gmail. Dropbox, and then you got to make sure, you know, when you, <laughs> <laughs> you know when you get the, 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 the new Gmail account, you got to make sure you don't like, you know, sometimes you can have a back out, backup account that you can send the password to. Yeah. Don't put in your regular <laughs> email. Oh, yeah. Such, such a classic. There's so many hiccups that you could pick yeah. up. Along the pick up wick a hiccup up. along the wick up. I think the uh, the robot to read bomb threats yeah is funny. All right, I'll write that right like a suspicious envelope, <laughs> suspicious letter. You know because th- these things like you know hate mail and we know that kind of stuff can be very damaging, very scary. Yeah. You know so there's a m- maybe you know as well as the bomb in the bomb squad they've got the bomb robot, but then they've also got the bomb threat robot. <laughs> Okay. Somebody and calls in, reports that there's a suspicious envelope. It could be a bomb threat, right? Down at the mall, they send in the bomb. Is there just a guy there who's controlling the thing? Yeah. Or is it the robot itself is reading it? I think there's a guy is controlling it, But the it's thing. not too traumatizing for a man to read it. <laughs> Over, through. Through a computer. <laughs> can, you, can you watch a... Uh, sorry, you were actually about to say something. I wasn't. Uh, can you watch a, <laughs> I don't know, the, I, I think the answer is definitely, <laughs> but a solar eclipse through a, a bomb threat robot's eyes? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it feels kind of poetic, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. Or not even like a bomb threat robot, it could just be like one of those bomb dismantling robots. But imagine being, <laughs> yeah, you're driving the bomb dismantling thing, robot. Yeah. And then, <laughs> just a moment, it kind of goes a little bit dark, and then you look up, yeah. and you just see the sun, <laughs> and it's just a, there's a solar eclipse. <laughs> and then just the guy controlling the bomb robot just gets a tear. A single tear. He's the only sing- person who got to see it. Yeah, because everybody else was outside without... Not looking at it. Not looking at it. Um, I think using bomb disposal robots for other things is quite funny. Yeah. You know, like I can definitely picture an an ad, right? Where, you know, and this is probably uh it's it's back it's okay, it's a back to school ad, yeah. right? For like 
lunch boxes and stuff, right? So a kid, he's forgotten to take his lunch box out of his backpack at the end of last term, right? The Sandra's in there, they've all gone all mouldy. Yeah. Anyway, the mum calls in uh, the bomb squad, the bomb they squad. come out and they get the robot and they use it to detonate his lunch box in the middle of the, yeah. like, the street. I was picturing two... Like, back to school. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Officeworks has got sales on all your latest y- You are getting stuff. really good at writing ads right now. Really good. Yeah, because I, I thought we were gonna, you were going to go in the direction where people are... The guys who are driving it are just living their whole lives <laughs> from behind it. And so, like, two... Maybe, like, two of them go on a date. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. And then maybe they look up and they see a sunset, then kind of look at each other yeah. and then go back, and then they go on dates together. That's great. Yeah. But, but, yeah, because because it's it, because they're scared of, you know, real commitment and getting hurt, basically. <laughs> yeah. You know, of oh, being in a relationship good. like that. So they send the bomb robots on on a date. See that's good. That's beautiful. Like and then and then during it, there's a solar eclipse, and then they <laughs> look up. <laughs> and then they look up, and also they they do you know part of their everyday thing is that because they're teammates and they're on the same squadron yeah. together, and then they have to go. You know they they have like this is like the the fireman's equivalent of getting a a, a cat out of a tree. Yeah, it's they go and get the back to school lunchbox. Lunchbox. Wait, so we can work that in. Yeah, <laughs> everything's included. It, it all adds color to the sketch. Yeah, and then at the end, Office Works. Office all Works, and then we can supplies. we can get sponsored by Office Works. Yeah, and hopefully it won't take any work away from Ted who, and um, and and Angus who friend, are two two Angus. friends that do Office Works ads. Hopefully it won't take any work. Away. I mean, yeah, we are replacing them with robots. If if in effect, if, and if somebody does have to deliver the news to them. This. We should probably get a robot to do it. Yeah, or or put them behind a robot, and then they tell them through the robot, so they they can't be hurt by it. <laughs> but then, okay, what about we could take this to all sorts of levels, right? Because what about like in 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 this is changing the idea slightly, right? Yeah. But um, you know how in in wars now we've got drones and we've got like sort of mechanical fighting machines, so you control those from a long way away yeah. in an office. Right, but what if they? And that's to you know to you know protect their men basically. You know, if protect you don't their have to men. Go out there and fight. Yeah. And women, if you don't have to go out there and fight, you're less likely to get injured. Right. Yeah. Um. But then they find out that the people sitting at these office desks are actually getting you know traumatized. I mean, this is obviously not funny for a sketch, but anyway, let's pretend it is, yeah. and we'll continue as as if it is. Yeah. Right. They're getting traumatized. They're having you know. Other, you know, mental effects mm-hmm. from being, you know, from controlling these drones and doing all and this. So damage. they get. So they get a robot to sit at the desk and control the drone, and then that robot at the desk is controlled by someone else. How many further away levels? At another how many levels back do you have to go before <laughs> people don't experience the trauma? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I there there might actually be a thing to that, like where yeah. you could be so many levels disconnected from it, where yeah. eventually you just don't feel like you're responsible for no, it. It's just a guy on an iPad. Yeah, I'm sure that is definitely a thing. I'm sure it is definite. Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that it it's definite. definite. Um, look, I'm well, look, sure that but, it's but probable. The the idea of yeah, the robot behind. I think that could be a thing. Look, so far we have three bomb threat robot <laughs> related hey, things. Look, this could be our thing. Okay. This is this is our thing. We're gonna do an all bomb an all threat bomb robot. threat robot slash drone uh, sketch show. Sketch show, yeah. 
bomb threat robot is going to be the uh, uh, is going to be the name of the show, right? And then when they review us uh, poorly because we've only got bomb threat robots in the show, the reviewers are going to write. Somebody should have got a bomb threat robot to come in and detonate this stinker of a show because it is a bomb. <laughs> and then it's we'll a get bomb. a bomb threat robot to read that review because uh, and then... obviously it would be devastating for us to read it personally. And the cycle shall continue. All right, I've written it down. Great, written yeah. it down. That's four ideas. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Is great. Almost done. <laughs> three minutes in. How many? Three minutes in? Is 23. 23. No, no, three minutes in? Three minutes in. <laughs> um, Andy, what does it feel like to be a person whose hair just falls naturally neatly? Naturally neatly? Yeah, because your hair rarely seems untidy. Really? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, I think sometimes it's, I... It's not a compliment because it doesn't seem like you're responsible for it in any way. I'll take it. <laughs> I take I'll take any kind of compliment. I don't. It doesn't it's, have to be something. It's not that a compliment. I'm saying that you're not responsible. I'll take it. I'll <laughs> like, take it, it's, Alistair. It's like saying. It's like saying. I'm really uh, happy. It's, it's like I was describing. It's very the nice of you of to your say. Cell walls. Very nice of you to say that about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thickness of your cell. <laughs> it's like why would you take that as a compliment? But, but everybody does. You know, people say you've got beautiful eyes. You'd take that as a compliment, wouldn't you? Or did you say, yeah. uh, uh, excuse me? Um, I have I possess the genetic material that made these eyes that you find pleasing for whatever social or cultural reasons. Yeah. But uh, to suggest that I possess the quality of beauty in my eyes is uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I mean thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a quality that exists only in the mind of <laughs> others. Uh, whereas objectively, I am neutral. Mm, objectively. Objectively. Um. That's funny, somebody who's too modest. <laughs> just right. like so modest that everybody wants to beat the shit out of them. Here, I'll just write that down. Man, so modest. Or woman. No. <laughs> no. I want, I'm sorry. I want to be attacked by fe- feminists over this particular thing. This is definitely, this sketch is definitely about a man and cannot be played <laughs> by a woman. Not saying that a woman cannot be this modest. I'm saying they definitely can be, but I refuse to let a woman <laughs> play this man in this sketch. <laughs> that's, uh, that's interesting that like somebody who says men and women are equal, men, women can do absolutely anything that men can, but not on my watch. <laughs> I'm just not going to allow it. Okay? Believe me, what I'm doing is appalling. Because I know that a woman could. I was at um I was at a prison today, Alistair. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there was a man there making a delivery. Yeah. To oh, another what? man. Was it a cake? <laughs> it was a cake. Uh, cake baked inside another cake. 
Inside this cake, look, it's a smaller cake. And inside... That cake? It's yeah, just well, it's a muffin. Just, it's just a muffin. Well, it's oh, a muffin. Sorry. That it's a cupcake. Oh, that it's a mini cupcake. <laughs> oh, then, then. What's in the mini cupcake? It's, it's one of those bunchkins that you get from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> oh, what's inside that? Oh, it's just a crumb. Oh. oh what's inside the crumb? We're infinitely divisible. Oh. And we get down to the point where we find a single atom. We split that, and inside the atom, fire! It's a file. It's a file. It's a file. I knew, I knew it. And it's uh, on a USB drive. <laughs> oh, he's downloading it there. Oh, it's got all this genetic material on it. <laughs> oh, see, here's the problem. USB drive could have your fingerprints on it. So you got to make sure that people don't get their hands on your... Get their hands... Well, they can get their hands on it, but oh. just make sure you don't, you don't get, get your, your hands. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. <laughs> um... Oh, I've got no idea what we were talking about. Uh, you think when people say you were caught red-handed, they're yeah. referring to the red hands of the devil? What is the redness of the hand? Or the blood? Do you think that the guilty hand... Probably blood. Blood. <laughs> probably blood. Blood. <laughs> it's probably the blood of the human. It's the blood of the human you've that, injured. That you've stabbed. Yeah. I caught him... Oh. Red-handed. Yeah. I never thought about that. Not me neither. Not until, until now. Until either you that, so quickly analyzed it in the most obviously rational no, way. Well done. Or, or the person. You know how people get, they they kind of they get a red face when they're when they feel guilty or they. You yeah, know, your like, hands are blushing. Yeah, your it's just a you get hand blush. <laughs> which is the new product that we're we're offering here? Yeah. Is that you want? Do you feel? Do you feel not guilty enough? I mean, do you feel like you don't look guilty enough? <laughs> Well, it's just basically red powder that you just yeah, dust your hands with. Yeah, it's red powder. Eat um, some, eat some, uh, somebody had eaten all the raspberries, and I caught him red-handed. <laughs> Andy, you were at a prison, and a guy was delivering something. Oh, I was. Yes. I was at a prison, a man was delivering some big barrels of something. I don't know. He <laughs> Seems was, really suspicious. He was having a joke with the guy he was delivering it to yeah. about it being meth. Right. I assume he was having a joke. Otherwise, yeah. it was the worst drug deal <laughs> I have ever seen. Well, that's the best. There's two types of inconspicuous, and one of them is to just be just in plain oh. sight, just saying exactly what you're doing. That's right, hiding in plain sight. Yeah. I'm here to deliver the methamphetamines to the prisoners. It was probably gruel. Oh, sure he is. It was probably gruel. Gruel. Yeah. Yes. Do you think, I mean, do you think they pre-make the gruel before they go to the prison? The word gruel and grueling, those must be related, right? This is grueling. It's this like is eating grueling. through it's gruel. It's like eating gruel. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that the word gruel would have arisen separately in two different unpleasant situations. Like the eyes of... Of, of, of a squid. Of a squid. <laughs> use that so much as a metaphor. But, um, like the eyes of a squid. Like the eyes of a squid. Gruel appeared independently <laughs> from grueling. <laughs> like the eyes of a squid. Anyway, there was a man at the prison yeah. who was delivering this stuff. Anyway, he made a joke about meth, and then he was talking about how there's an ice epidemic. No, he must have seen in, the Four Corners uh, special. I think he'd seen the Four Corners special. And Ballarat. And then he said, it's all, you know why this is, you know why we have this, it's because of political correctness gone mad. And anyway, I had to leave. But I would love to know, <laughs> I would love to know how the greenies and political, he mentioned the greenies as well, the greenies and political correctness gone mad are responsible for the ice <laughs> epidemic. I mean, if political correctness really has gone insane and has started 
buying huge quantities, huge of, quantities meth. of methamphetamine and selling it in country or, towns, then or, all right, un- fair unless, enough. Unless political correctness has gone criminally insane. Well, yeah, well, but but maybe it's a, the 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 madness of politically correct <laughs> of political correctness is induced by a a methamphetamine a methamphetamine like psychosis. Oh yeah, induced psychosis. <laughs> this is politically. Political correctness gone. Methamphetamine psychosis. Yeah, so, like you know, like it's it's madness that's induced by the uh, the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the 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 delusionary state of methamphetamine. But then that would seem to imply that uh, methamphetamine is responsible. Is, the, is responsible for political correctness going mad, and not the other way around. Maybe he was just confusing cause and effect. Well, yeah, I, and this that's, is political I mean, correctness it, on crack. It, this is a guy who delivers barrels for a living <laughs> to a prison. <laughs> to a prison. Okay, he is not in in going. Look, and I don't mean to judge. I, I mean, I am judging, him, <laughs> but but we, that's what was the point of us talking about this, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. So, in what way could political correctness have caused an ice epidemic? Do you think? Well, you can't say anything these days, can you? And you, know, you can't. So there's people, there's people who are on meth, and yep. it's wrong to say anything about it. <laughs> and saying something about it would have stopped the methamphetamine spread. Well, I, 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 I wonder if maybe that's what he's saying. That like, that like, because of political correctness, you can't criticize someone for being on meth anymore. But you clearly can. Yeah. There are ad campaigns everywhere that are really mean about people on meth. Yeah. Really mean. Well, maybe that's only making it worse because they feel really bad and they go, well, I feel horrible. I'm going to go do some meth. Yeah. So maybe you need really kind ads that go, hey, you know what's n- better than being on meth? Not, not being on meth. Hey, you might be on meth. But at least you're not on heroin. Yeah. Those guys are the real idiots. When I was in Scotland, they're like, you know, we don't have we don't have ice here. And they go, really? And they go, why? He's like, because ah, the heroin's usually <laughs> accept- <laughs> to access- acceptable. <laughs> we don't have that problem. And I go, oh, there you go. This is, that's great. <laughs> the, the, uh, good news, everyone. Uh, I've got everybody off ice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Election promise delivered. We, we have beaten methamphetamine. <laughs> yes. Now, um, does anyone know where I can get a lot of methadone really cheaply? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like you know, like like how people get people out of those crazy cults, and they just do it by getting somebody into Christianity. Yeah. So wait, I'm going to write down the guy who's who's gotten everybody off of. It's a, like the the mayor. The mayor who's gotten yeah. everybody off of meth by putting them all on heroin. I'd just like to point out that I've done an absolutely terrible job of managing the levels of this podcast. Yeah. That we seem to be peaking constantly and then too quiet. And I've really... I have tried, but I've failed. So I'm sorry if the audio quality has not been up to scratch. Or has been up to scratch uh, in the sense that it is up and it is scratchy. But uh, it has not been down to... The absence of scratch. I'd also like to apologise for that sentence. Or and two. scratching? Scratching. Uh, have I been yelling a lot, Andy? Well, I think we've both been yelling a bit. Yeah, because when we... And then whenever we measure the, you know, set the levels, you know, we do it in quite a rational way because it doesn't mm-hmm. inspire passion, the setting of levels. No, absolutely. But also, <laughs> at the beginning, I think we weren't as motivated and we weren't as switched on. Yeah. If probably. anything, we could turn on the, we could turn on the podcast 
Like we could start the podcast 15 minutes in. Do you want me to do that? Do you want me to delete the start no of the way. podcast? No way. I want people to have to suffer through it. They have yeah. to suffer through the artistic uh, process yes. in the same way that we have to. <laughs> Where sometimes you just don't feel like doing it, and you're just <laughs> trudging your ass in. Yeah, but eventually, I, I like the first twenty minutes of any great uh, film that I go to see to just be frustrating and futile, the, uh, full of dead ends and not going anywhere. Some of them poorly expressed. Some of people them are mumbling and trying to get out of it. Some films express the artistic process perfectly by being it being painful and grueling all the way through. <laughs> And ne- and they're grueling. Nev- grueling and never having any kind of satisfaction out of it. And you go, ah, that's what the artistic process feels like to me. So that's what Funny People was about. Yeah. It's it my go-to terrible film that I hated. Yeah, I didn't feel good about it. Mm. I would like to go back and watch it again. Oh, no, don't do that, Alistair. You're blaming yourself. It was a terrible film. Yeah, but how did the critics find it? Oh, they liked it. Did they? I think actually quite some of them did. Yeah. But not me. I well, think because it was about stand-up comedy, it felt like it was something where I was like, I know I know a little bit about this. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess a lot of us don't, like, I mean, you would love to see a movie about stand-up comedy that isn't the sad clown thing again. Yeah. You know? Um, the uh, Obvious Child is about is stand-up, stand-up comedy. comedy, and she she does go through a hard time, but mostly because she's going through a breakup and abortion but it's a really good movie that's really go see that that's wow, great. Gen- jenny slade yeah I've, I've heard good things well and she is a pretty awesome yeah marcel the shell with shoes what's that that's her web series oh, i've never seen that it's really good ah you'd love it i've just saw the title of that somewhere marcel the shell with shoes i think episode three just came out i think it did oh my god <laughs> look this is a, a yeah it's amazing those those things. I was I was I was I just read the book the Lewis Carroll the Hunting of the Snark. Yeah. Right. I uh, finished that on the weekend, and then yesterday downloaded a new podcast, lang- a language podcast. They're discussing the word snark. Ah. I was like, oh, wow. Oh. You're listening to language podcasts. Yeah. Oh, Andy, you're listening to everything at the moment. I'm listening to everything. You're just absorbing constantly. Thank you, Dean. Oh, well, you know what I'm going to read? Infinite Jest. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, I got I got James McCann's copy. Yeah? Yeah, it's well, going to happen. I'm 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 like another 10 page I'm 10 pages in. It's my third go. <laughs> Maybe my fourth go. Yeah. But it's it's way easier this time. I'm just pushing through. Yeah? Yeah, I pushed oh, through those first like 10 pages. It's like quitting smoking. Yeah. Oh, it is. I'm go- I'm reading this book cold turkey. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great if you could do other things cold turkey other than quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wait. So what? Do, what do technically does cold turkey mean? It means you're giving it up completely, which is like um, I'm going at it completely. I'm yeah. going for it, cold turkey. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, look, I love you, cold turkey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love you, cold turkey. I love you, cold turkey. <laughs> That's when you're like you've 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 been trying to cross the Himalayas with your turkey, <laughs> and uh, and it's getting. Like the turkey, oh, you, you've been trapped in an avalanche. Just, the just so that you know, Andy's arms are in a way that he looks like he's holding the turkey. I'm, I'm spooning a it's, turkey. It's not even able to walk anymore. It can't walk. It's a little, it's a little turkey gobbler. It's got icicles <laughs> hanging off it. So there's the thing that hangs down, and then off the bottom of that, further below that, icicles. <laughs> and I'm holding it close to my body, and I'm yeah. saying, "I love you, cold turkey." Cold turkey. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm never going to give you up. I'm writing... I'm never going to give you up, cold turkey. Uh, cold turkey. Uh, I'm just going to write, I love you, cold turkey. Sure. Um, <laughs> maybe uh, after Paris, je t'aime, and New York, I love you, they can make another one called, I love, love you, you, cold, cold turkey. turkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's set turkey in winter. <laughs> Uh, do they have winter in Turkey? Uh, look, I'm sorry. They only have one season there. <laughs> and it's Christmas. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's the festive season. It's autumn. The, oh. tr- yeah. <laughs> the leaves are just always <laughs> falling. <laughs> always in a process of giving up. Um, it was fun. I was listening to the Todd... Speak, just look, while we're talking about podcasts, yeah. I was listening to the Todd Glass podcast the other day. Yeah. He was talking about how he used to smoke pot. It was a period where he was smoking pot seven nights a week. Yeah. And he says... But then I went back, and now I only do it uh, two or three days a week, two or three nights a week, and I did it cold turkey. (laughs) (laughs) And he wasn't even making a joke. (laughs) I didn't ease my way off. (laughs) Like he would have taken, like it's just like a, you know, he's like just puts on like a weed lip balm for two of those days. No, 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 cold turkey. Not for me. I just give it up, gave it up completely some of the time. Was that was that the episode with Henry Phillips? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, uh, with the Can you guys smell crickets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really good episode. Anyway, yeah. so oh. go listen to that. Listen to uh, that. Watch listen. Marcel the Shell with Shoes. Yeah. Obvious Child sounds like that's pretty oh, good. Oh, it's great. Uh, if you want to know more about Snark, the word Snark, I recommend Lexicon Lexicon Valley. Oh, you no wonder uh, you're 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 a writing prodigy. I've just started. I've just started listening to a new screenwriting pod, screenwriting podcast called Script Notes. And I've listened to a bunch of. Don't episodes. give away all your They're secrets. Fantastic. <laughs> well, my secrets are basically other people giving away their secrets yeah, downstairs. Andy, so. uh, but I do sometimes feel like keeping that to myself. I like maybe if I don't tell anyone about this podcast where they're telling people how to be good screenwriters, yeah. then I'll be the only good screenwriter apart from them and yeah. the people who are currently listening to the podcast. The guy sounds like it's thousands. They'll be the only good screenwriters. It'll just be me and the guy who wrote Scary Movie Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's being yep. that's being hard on him. I think Craig it's got David Mason. Cross in that, that that second one. I think. I think David Cross is in Scary, Scary Movie, Movie too. too. Yeah, he was an Alvin in the Chipmunks, wasn't he? Yeah. Chipwrecked. Um, I chip think in the habit. I think look, we've we've, we've already got seven ideas. Chip. We've got seven ideas. I think we could, and, and we've started just talking about chip. Po- Pot, chip, chip, chip. And chip. All my favorite podcasts do a bit at the end of the podcast where they so they promote. Cool things okay. that they like. Well, here's also another podcast. But listen, let's not use them all. No, but wait. <laughs> listen to the Radio Lab podcast. The most, re- I think it's the most recent one at the moment. But where they're recommending another podcast. Oh, great. Okay, <laughs> where they're recommending uh, Meet the Composer. Yeah. And then it's like an great episode. episode and a fantastic recommendation. So yeah. definitely worth listening to well, that it's recommendation. Basically, a cu- a c- they've just cut up an episode of Meet the Composer, and then they introduce different parts of it. And Do you think uh, I should go back to the start of this podcast and just? Re- Record a little thing that says, "Look, the start of this podcast is pretty bad. It's slow. But if you listen through, yeah, we it's fun. It gets good. Yeah. We talk a lot about bomb disposal robots, and we've got some cracking recommendations yeah. at the end. Yeah, like uh, at first we're not a hundred percent sure about the bomb disposal robots, but then we I really was 100% get into hundred percent sure. About okay, it. maybe I, there, okay. I could tell you were very skeptical. I had some doubts, but then we really got into it. Anyway. Andy, I just had to have my button switched on. Yeah, you're switching your button. Now we're just talking between us like like we're not on a podcast. Like mates. Yeah. 
Do you think we're? Do you think we're? <laughs> what we do is when we just talk between us, like we're not on a podcast. We just talk. We just recommend <laughs> podcasts to each That's other. That's true. Hey, Andy, would you say I am your mate? To yeah. you? To no, 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 not that. Would you actually say that sentence to you're me? My mate. No, no, but say I am your mate. I am your mate. Oh, thanks, Andy. You are my mate. Yeah. Are you my mate? I am your mate. <laughs> mates. <laughs> Great mates. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Oh, do we want to run through the ideas? Oh, yeah, we'll run through the ideas. Andy, have you gotten bashful? You've been caught red ha- red faced. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, okay. It's just that we just expressed emotion to each yeah. other. I probably got bashful. Yeah, we got bashful. We got, we became like one of the seven uh, dwarves. Oh, Andy, that's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> They don't like being called that. I feel like I got entrapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first... What are the seven... The seven... Oh, what is it? Dwarfs? seven little... Oh, how oh, dare Andy. you. Oh, oh, my God. Oh. They're just people of small stature. I don't think they would even like that. Oh, but let's just not refer to them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's best to not refer to them. Yeah. Let's I think just it's best to, you know, probably ignore their existence. It's just... It would be wrong to refer to other people based on what their shape is. That's true. Yeah. Snowmen, eh? Don't refer to their shape. <laughs> Just refer to them as men. <laughs> cold men. Cold men. <laughs> Who is that? What that? What's that really cold guy's name? <laughs> it's cold. How rude. <laughs> it's political correctness <laughs> gone mad. On ice, probably. On ice. <laughs> On ice. Good. That's good, AD. You Thanks. looked that up. Number one, Parliament House suggestion box. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's mostly just shit and <laughs> and telling me to suck dicks, Abuse. but occasionally, you know, the guy's intentions are good. Two, robot that reads the bomb bomb threats. So it's just there. Yeah. It finds envelopes or like little bits of scrumpled scrumpled up paper. Mm-hmm. It's basically robots are up picking up mostly receipts, <laughs> but then occasionally, <laughs> occasionally it's a bomb threat. That yeah, it reads. And then there's a bomb robot. Wait, there's bomb. There's the bomb robot people who go on dates and live their lives through the bots. Yep. So it's just too. I mean, I wonder if you could get access we, to some of these robots. I think we could run robots. all of these together. I'd like to see us running all of these together. Well, I think we should just make a sketch show that actually is just the the drone episode. Yeah. Sort of like you know, um, uh, what was the guy's name who did the one-liners and then did his own sketch show? Dimitri Martin's mm. important mm, things. Important he things would. He would. Dimitri Martin. He had a theme. He would have a theme. Yeah. Running uh, throughout. And then uh, the drone controller replaced by a robot to stop the controller getting traumatized. And yep. then hopefully the guy who controls that robot doesn't get traumatized. Yeah, I think maybe at the end, like, that somebody points that out to the person who's designed the bomb controller robot, the drone controller robot, at the end. And they say, oh, I don't think that would happen. Yeah, I, don't, I doubt that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just controlling a robot. I mean, will the will the man be hurt by... The bombs that are shot at the drone? No. No. I think so. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, something to think about. Uh, then we got man so modest that people want to punch him. And he's got beauty does not exist within my eyes, but in the minds uh, the minds of those who observe them. And so he's, he, yeah, just really modest yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, That's actually quite nicely expressed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. Yeah. You're you're welcome. Uh, six is a well, mayor who's got everyone off meth by flooding the market with heroin. 
<laughs> Literally, he flooded the market. Yeah. They had a market. They had a market, yeah. He flooded it with heroin. Yeah, he just... He, it was a he, swimming pool size he, Victoria market. It was, a, it was a market, Victoria market, but in an old swimming pool. You know, like, he flooded it. You know how, like, the, the Dogtown boys, they used empty uh, pools for skateboarding? Yeah. Well, he was the, a cool dude mayor in Scotland who flooded, <laughs> who w- w- would... Filled it up with heroin. <laughs> started, first of all, filled it up with a market. Yeah. Like, the old pool. And then with heroin. He's very creative. He's <laughs> always got a new idea. And then there's, it just says, I love you cold turkey. But it's just other things that you do cold turkey. Like loving. Anyway. And then it just says here, I am your mate. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Ain't no worries. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.